yo, 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 ha ha, yeah, you have now into Square Triple 101, you got your man the Italian Stallion, Mr. Sunny L, now with me, he's the only man I know to be the EMT, and it's not gang related, my man Shooter, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful, I'm doing wonderful, man, another beautiful day, I'm just gonna look at my right hand, man. Facebook.com forward slash SquareTrickle101 And hit us up on Instagram at SquareTrickle101 Or talk a little smack to us on Twitter at TalkingSmack101 Ah, make sure you download that SquareTrickle app It's available in Google Play and iOS How you feeling? I feel good actually It um went out last night and celebrated with my uh, fellow comrades And it was it was just lovely, it was a great time Had some Frisco Freeze right so afterwards So when you celebrate with guys who get certified as EMT is is there a goal for somebody to get harmed just so you can rescue them? So it's like, it's like their own version of flatliners. No, it's um, uh, it, it's or is it like just no fear? It's no, it's no fear, but at the same time, like you, it's weird because it's kind of dark. You're just like, man, I kind of hope somebody you know almost dies so I can save them. It's terrible. It's horrible. It really no, is, horrible. though. But it's just you like, start looking at the calorie count at the Frisco Freeze menu. Yeah. Like, ooh, someone might have a heart attack here today. Yeah. <laughs> nah, we have to so, save somebody. So, just give me a straw and a pen. So I took, um, we were looking at this patient's CAT scan or the CT scan. That's your poor name. It, and then so um, it was funny because like some of the doctors ran in. They were like, oh, no, it's just a regular brain. There's no bleeding in it. I was like, oh. And everybody was looking at it like, hmm, oh, you see them right there? Huh, interesting. What's that? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Regular guy. Nothing fancy. Yeah, nothing fancy. I want to see it have a CT scan come back one day and it just says crazy. Yeah, Yeah, man, don't work like like that. That's a red flag. (laughs) A big red flag if that's how it works. All right. Don't forget to hit us up on Twitter at TalkingSmack101. We got that Square Circle Up app. Now, have you been able to make it to the gym? Um, Only on... um, I usually go right after work on Friday just so because right now we have the open. So Gotcha. Okay. I am OCF.com forward slash contact. Check it out. Tell them Sonny or Shooter sent you. Get a three-week free trial. It's the new year. I haven't talked to uh, Lowe yet. We might have to see if we can negotiate an end of the weekend there. Maybe a whole month free. That's going to be better than the Groupon deal. For real. Okay. I mean, either, either way. Obviously, people aren't smart to... enough yet to bring somebody in for free with them every month, but whatever. <laughs> Nah, Lowe's on top of something like that. Yeah. But check them out. Do a three-week free trial. I'm going to holler at Lowe. I'm going to see if we can get in a whole nother week in there. They have three locations. If you walk in and you tell them Sonny and Shooter sent you, you can try it out. Find out what you got. Do better than yesterday. And make sure you check them out. And don't forget to download that Square Circle app. It's available on Google Play, iOS, imrcf.com forward slash contact. What you got? How we winning? Always remain teachable. I had an older woman tell me like that the first time I had sex with her. She was probably 35 and I was 25. Always remain teachable. Man, you can never not know enough. You can never you can never think that you have it all figured out. Always always leave yourself open to new information. It's just, you know, at 35 years old me going into uh this academy, young 35. Like if I was if I was closed-minded or I thought I knew everything, there's no possible way that I would be able to make it through like literally you have to always remain teachable. If, if you were closed-minded and not teachable, you'd be able to count the amount of women on one hand. Exactly. That's just what it is. Yeah. That's just what it is. And it's funny, too, because like when it comes to that subject especially, because that is something I've always tried to keep as a, a mentality, just period, but didn't really recognize it myself until maybe a couple of years ago. I remember just kind of going – I always go through and look at different job opportunities, and one was saying looking for 
uh, people that have a student mentality. And it made perfect sense when you explain it that way. I'm yeah. like, well, you know, because I've always thought, you know, you definitely always want to learn more. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, I had this, I used to mess with this chick. She was a Native American from like South Dakota or North Dakota. Um, I'm, when I met her, she was like, just turned 18 or 19. So she was probably a runaway at first, but then legal. But she used to tell me there's two kind of people in the world. There's intelligent people, intellectuals. Intelligent people think they know everything. Intellectuals always want to learn more. Yeah. And I always thought that was decent advice. Her name was I actually like that. I actually like that a lot. It was, um, you know how like, especially when you, just like you said, when people are looking at like job opportunities or things like that, mm-hmm. you know how sometimes it's better to hire the person who knows nothing yep. than it is to hire the person with experience. Definitely. Cause you want to train them. To you want to train well. them the yeah. way that you want it. Your, your, whatever you're training them for to run or where your business is to run. The person who come in here with has the experience, they're like, well, I already did it this way. And maybe remember, you don't. Maybe remember the training chain in Boiler Room when you walked in? Who here has their Series 7's license? They raise their hands. Get the F out. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. We don't want brokers here. We want new blood. That's right. Yeah. That's like, uh, it's almost, almost like the dude from Kids. Only one, only one of virgins. Still didn't pan out well for him. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. One more time. How we winning? Always remain teachable. Always remain teachable. That's a good quote, man. I like it a lot. All right, let's get into some gangster-ish. So we had some fights this weekend. The only one I didn't get to watch all the way through it since my man Shooter's doing the academy here. And I'm going to talk about a street gang. Um, Anthony Durrell versus Avril Your Dream. Should have been a rapper with that name. The dog. I saw the first half of the fight while my nephew was getting his, getting his hair cut or whatever. And I thought it was pretty dominant by Anthony Durrell. Avril, your dream feels different way, and he's going to be protesting this with the WBC. I understand if you feel you got robbed, but why does anybody do any of these kind of complaints with any bodies at all? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand it because you can't sue him for money. You're definitely not going to get the, the fight overturned as far as for a win or loss unless there was a straight, unless there should be like a disqualification. I think the, since we've been doing this, I think the only one we've ever seen overturned was probably, um, I couldn't tell you the name, but it was uh, Rigging Down. I was literally thinking about the same thing. And the thing is, I don't think the guy even complained about that fight. I just think they just overturned it because of because the nature of the fight. Because it was pretty bad. Of, because of the yeah. nature of the fight was, and how he, it ended. Like, he the, didn't even have a glove talking, on, was holding his hand. We're talking about the fight before he fought uh, uh, yeah, Lomachenko. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, that's the only time that I can really think of. And, and if the governing, the governing bodies, like, they've done a lot of terrible things, but yeah. every once in a while they can get it right. If they felt it was bad, you probably didn't even have to take it up on your own. Yeah. If they felt it. that it was bad, it was like one of these things like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He, he did that. But That's Hey, it. I understand though. Like I hate losing more than I like winning. So like, if you felt like that, you got slighted or, or such, I mean, why not go for it? No, no, why not go for it? Cause this wasn't, this was a title. This was for, was this for the title? For the WB something. I don't remember. Um, it was for a vacant title on 168. It was uh, one of the belts that got relinquished by you know SOG when he kind of when he when he retired. Um, I don't remember which belt as you looked that up there, but the Anthony Durrell the dog needed the win for sure, and definitely needed the belt because he's on his last leg of his career. Now, possible opponent for him next. Well, you know because I have the ability to see the future. He's probably oh. gonna fight Caleb Plant next. And that's a fight I really want to see, Anthony Durrell and Caleb Plant. Because we got the young up-and-comer stud. And he looks good. And then Anthony Durrell, the dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, there's DMX, and then there's Anthony Durrell, and then, uh, the, what's the Mexican dude, Paro? Daba Alfredo Angulo. Only three guys I could see that it's okay if they bark. You know what I'm saying? If they bark, I'm, I'm good. 
no matter what the situation or scene is, it doesn't matter. We're cool. You know what I'm saying? Even if it, I don't know how much bad attention I get, it's okay. We can do that. You know, DM, uh, DMX got his 20-year tour coming up. Maybe we talked about that. Dark yeah. as hell, hell is hot. I've, I've been looking at that event. We may have to go to that if we if you if you could find if the time. I, if I if I have the time, I will gladly go to that with you. Cool. It'll be a mandate. It's official. gonna be. Um, I'm gonna tell you like I told uh, a few of the people who's actually been to like some of my favorite shows, like when I went to go see uh, Pusha T, Cameron, or Cameron. Pusha T, or uh, who else was it? Uh, Raekwon and Ghostface. Be prepared to have DMX be shown up because I will outwrap him mm. with That's his right. own stuff. Especially on this Dark and Hell is Hot album. My second favorite album of all time. I think we're good enough talkers. We could probably make you his hype man on stage. You'd be like, yo, the other dude called out. This is this is it. it uh, no, I would be terrible because I would rap his songs. I would take The whole over. thing? Like, you, I would you wouldn't know how to just hype it? You think a lot of them tough, that's just a front. Because when I hit your niggas like, what you want? Battle turns into a hump. <laughs> the dog right behind it, chasing you down. We both know you wasn't, but I'm tasting it now. <laughs> yeah, I don't, don't, don't want to Murder, that. murder. I don't Murder. Uh, no. This is why this is why Nelly couldn't put you in his crew, with Saint Lunatics. Because yeah. <laughs> what? There was like twenty of them, and there was just what Nelly and Murphy Lee. Yeah, man. I don't. I don't. I didn't get down with the Saint Lunatics. So, yeah, they, right. they they had their moment. They shined. I wasn't a fan until I saw them on stage. And they, they rocked it pretty well. But Anthony Durrell and Caleb Plant. How do you like that matchup? I think I that's think what's going to happen next. I think Caleb Plant's too hungry, and Anthony Durrell is just. Uh, he's done. I think he's on the. Yeah. Even though he won the title, it just I. I can't now. Granted, I'm speaking prematurely because I didn't actually watch this fight, mm -hmm. but just the way both of the Durrells have been, like their last few fights, it has. I mean, their record is their records are impressive. Like Anthony Durrell, he's 33 and one now with 24 knockouts, but at the same time, I feel like the hunger is not going to be the same. Gotcha. You got somebody like uh, now. Anytime the word retirement like comes is in conversation on a boxer's career, if whether they if it comes out of their mouth. Hopefully they never hear from their, their, their significant other at home because then that's a bigger step out the door yeah. if they're like, you should consider it. But anytime that is in the conversation or topic, one foot's out the door. And if you got a, if you got a smart promoter, they will usually, you know, they'll, 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 you know, they'll, um, they'll match you delicately. They'll match you delicately in not in sure win situations, but make sure it's not a sure lose type thing. Does that make sense? Understandable. Like, like with Anthony Durrell and Caleb Plant. We're pretty. The consensus will probably be that Caleb Plant will win, but when you got Anthony Durrell the dog in there, there's yeah. always a shot. You know what I'm saying? Now see, like it's uh, when you got Caleb Plant who just come up, you see that he can sit there and hold it out when he after he took that fight with Uskakagi. Like mm -hmm. I, I don't see like unless somebody stays like unless yeah. Caleb Plant runs into somebody like an Adrian Granados mm -hmm. who just takes all your punches yeah. and stays on top of you keeps and coming just forward. Trying to, it just keeps coming yeah. forward. Like Anthony Durrell's not that type of fighter to nope. where uh, I think that he can just overwhelm Caleb Plant nope. if that fight were to take place. And Anthony Durrell is still a slick boxer too. He could he could box or brawl, so it, it could be a boring four or five rounds before something happens or somebody takes control or somebody just uh, says F it and comes forward. So, but I might have the formula in order for Anthony Durrell to win. But this depends on who he is, because Humberto Soto beat Brandon Rios at home in Mexico. So if yeah. they fought maybe in Flint, that's a different story. Humberto Soto, we wrote him off completely. Yeah, we sure did. Age alone. Age yeah, alone. Off of age alone, right? And I'm a, I've always been a Bam Bam supporter. I like him a lot. He's, I've always been a fan-friendly fan fight style. He, yeah, he is says, one of those fighters. Says it like it is. 
and and uh, and he likes that. He likes to fight. You know what I'm saying? He's one of these guys who it, it, he could have been in a tough man contest if he wasn't actually, you know, or or he'd be in prison if he didn't become a boxer for sure. Um, one of the few. I also one thing I thought that was interesting. Um, Brandon Rios, Robert Garcia, fighting in Mexico. They spoke English in the corner. I don't know. I'm not sure why. Either Brandon Rios doesn't speak Spanish, which is we can't rule out because he's a pretty, you know, Mexican American. And then, or is this some kind of like espionage thing where you like, you know, some wind talker stuff where like, I don't want to make sure, make sure these chunties around me can understand what we're talking about, relay the message to Soto. Could be. Possible, right? I thought that was, I don't know why that stuck out to me, but I was like, Robert Garcia is usually yelling in Spanish at his fighters, but they're in Mexico and he's speaking English. Is that just a proud American talking? Or was that strategy? I, I don't it's know. Kinda, it's kind of hard to tell from the outside looking in. We yeah. don't know what their strategy was. But either way, whatever strategy they used did not work. Did not work at so all. And made made me uh, shoot and Sonny look stupid by picking <laughs> you. Now, I think this is Humberto Soto being the fighter and former champion he is, just not losing at home. Like, not losing at home. Knowing that this is probably his one of the last big fights it will probably get because anybody else above the level of Brandon Rios beats him will destroy him. And they definitely won't fight him at home in Mexico. That's for sure. Because how they lured Brandon Rios there, I'm not even sure also. Because that was probably the only way they got him to take the fight, if anything. And that's this This could be, you know, at the fault of PBC. You know, you, you wanted to get a name in there, but sacrificed home field advantage in a situation where it might have really mattered the most in boxing. Just because there's that, you know, there's that Mexican pride. That they, they, they don't, they'll die on their shield before you defeat them, you know? You know, I never, I, I think I said this once or twice on the show before. I've never believed in, like, home field advantage unless it was in football. Yeah. Football, there's a difference if you play for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. But you're going to play at New England in December. Yeah. So there, there's a difference there. I can understand. In Seattle any day it, of the week. It, like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, Seattle, yeah. you know, it's raining. It's cold. <laughs> they like, have it's, an arena that has been scientifically designed to make it louder. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Understandable. But I'm just talking about like the wind and the elements and all those kind of, you know, being cold or depending on where you're from. Boxing, basketball, any other sport, the ring is going to be this, the, you're going to know the size of the ring. The court is the same size. Mm-hmm. The hockey rink is the same size. Like, all those things don't matter. When you get in there, it's just you and another man. So, I never believe... I mean, granted, whether the the crowd can chant the other person's name, but you know what's really funny about that? Being an athlete, any real athlete will tell you, they don't hear the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Nobody well, hears the crowd. Nobody. Well, let hears. me ask you this, then. If you're at the end of your career, though, and you know this could be your last fight, and then you're fighting at home... Oh, yeah. Does that turn it up a little bit? I'm, talk- I'm not talking about for... Um, I'm not talking about for Humberto Soto. Okay. I'm talking because the thing is, yeah. well, we saw Earl Spence, what he yeah. did. But especially with the Can't hometown, the hometown fighter will always have. I can't lose in front of my people. Yeah, everybody yeah. here because it's like <laughs> one one thing my boxing coach told me. He's like, you lick your wounds on your way home. He's like, you don't lose at home. He said, mm-hmm. you know, when you're on the road, you lick your wounds and you take your losses, but then you go back home. Yeah. You lose in your hometown, everybody's going to know, and hey. you're still here. So it's like, <laughs> it's not like you get to fly back. That's you, when everybody, gonna... everybody turns into that, hey, hey, buddy, yeah. how you doing? Yeah. yeah, looking good after the last fight there, huh? You know what's funny? Hey, it's like, uh, there haven't been any Mike Gavronsky sightings anytime yeah. recently. Yeah, I um, well, at least he went uh, te- nationally televised. ESPN. 
Yeah. So no, what um, we had a local legend. He uh he unretired and got in the ring uh, some years back. Not gonna mention any names, but I asked about the fight how it was, and my brother told me he was like, yeah, he got knocked out, just walked <sighs> right into it, and it was wow. just like, man. And I, was at, and I was at the Queen, too. So it's just like, you know, when you know somebody who's like a former champion or, you know, just has it. Yeah. And they get knocked out at home. It's just like, ooh. That's I'm bad sign, here. especially if you're coming out of retirement and then the fighter just lets you know, should have stayed. Should have stayed there. You know what I'm saying? Some old people don't get the option for in retirement homes. You know, it was really funny watching this uh, De La Hoya Ike Corte fight that we have so on brother in the background. Ike. Mm-hmm. And, um, I see a lot of. Um... <laughs> here, let me let me go back. When I was in eighth grade, mm-hmm. uh, me and my homeboy Kamar, Kamar That's Evans, man, you know, we was a, we, he was a real athlete, man. He, me and him used to battle like literally on almost like, everything. Lamar, black dude, Kamar, oh, yeah, oh, Kamar, definite black dude. Yeah, and then um, one of the things that I always thought about that I, I stole from him, he was like, <laughs> because you know back in the day we used to watch you know WWF and all that kind of stuff like that. He was yeah, like, everyone, what, he was like. What is it? He was like, What would your wrestling name be? Mm. And he, I was like, I don't even know. He was like, Mine would be Copycat because I would mm. steal everybody's style, I would do everybody else's move. I'd be like, Ayo, I understand that. The only thing and, I wouldn't work in is rap. That's it. <laughs> yeah, real tr- Well, actually, it could. That could be your gimmick. You'd have to be really, really good. Like, really uh, good. Uh, supernatural. Yeah, there you go. Superna- supernatural. Yeah, supernatural. Yeah. No, nah, but watching this. He's an impressionist. Like, um, He's up there with Frank Caliendo. Yeah, watching, but watching this fight, like, I've seen a lot of. Uh, what Mayweather does now or was doing in De La Hoya. Mm. Say, not saying that Mayweather stole De La Hoya's style, but like, especially with his counter punches and all these kind of things, like I, I see a lot of similarities. In, yeah. And actually, that's how I built my bat, my hoop game off of. Like really? a lot of other people's style. Like, man, I'm, com- oh, yeah. I'm composed of literally everybody I've ever played against. Not like Kobe. He just mastered Jordan's style. Jordan style. No, I'm a component. I, no, I am literally... Uh, a mesh hall, a goulash of everybody that I've interacted with on the court. Nice, good, good pull, goulash. It's yeah, good pull right there. I like just, that. that. That's how you do it. That's a hey, no. That's, things, that's that's how my rap style Iverson, was. Iverson's crossover wasn't his originally. He Tim Hardaway's? No, it wasn't his. It wasn't his. Iverson learned his crossover from a a, a teammate at Georgetown. Wow. Who used it on him? Unnamed. And then uh, and Iverson was like, "Yo, I'm taking. I need it. that move." He was yeah. like, "Show me how to do that. I need wow. that move." Nice. And then. You take it and you perfect it. So it's just, it's just one of those things, man. It's it's just that's just the evolution of yeah, sports. Period. That's, that's what it is. You just you take somebody. Bill Gates style. said it the best. You take it, make it better. Yeah. No, that's literally that's literally hey, how everything. Eminem goes. said it. I'm bite your style just to make it fresher. So you know we're at that we're at yeah. that age. Yeah, I know. I know we're moving on. So Humberto Soto, good win over Brandon Rios there at home. Probably his last fight, at, last televised fight. I don't think he'll be able to lure anybody else to fight him at home with that win. And he looks good. I, it, it, the only thing I, I felt a little bad for him because I, I you know, I, I know Humberto Soto for throughout his career, but he got the Sunny Ill hairline now. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, eh, if you're gonna come in scraggly, you got to come in all scraggly, your face and everything. You know, not not just the hairline, but uh, you know, you, you got to either shave it or just don't shave your face. Also, you can't come in there with with a nice groomed face and then not cut the hair on the top. So shout out to Humberto Soto with the win. My apologies for writing you off the way I did because this is boxing. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen or who's going to show up. Well, my emotions aren't involved. I'm always for the underdog, so I'm glad he won. Nice. Now, the biggest fight this weekend, which I thought was a really good fight, a great fight, and a great performance by Chris Eubanks Jr. versus James Gal. 
Now Which we both actually we uh, both got that one we wrong both too. Got that one wrong. Now well. one of the things in here, it, it's it's this is I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take blame for this because my man shoot is going through the academy right now at the fire department, but I should have known that Polly Malinaji was gonna be in James DeGale's corner before oh, no, this I fight got happened. That wrong. You picked Eubank because I picked. That's right. Yeah, that you was picked James right. DeGale. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'd rather be lucky than good sometimes. Hey. So, but. Not knowing that Polly was going to be in the corner, I feel like I dropped the ball on this one because this is these are the little things that I should have made sure I knew to bring up in the last episode. Yeah, because man. you're you're just busy. Yeah, I'm, you yeah, doing? man. So anytime I'm wrong, it's because if I'm right, it's because I'm good. If I'm wrong, it's because it's I haven't fault. been able to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's my fault. Not properly informed. I get it. I get it. You know, what I'm the only guy can't can't argue that is anybody today that has AIDS or HIV. No, we told you. Wrap it up. <laughs> wrap wrap it up, B. Wrap it up. That's what it is. So Chris Eubanks Jr. looked. Great in this fight. James Gale looked exactly the same. Looked exactly the same was, when he fought Truox, when he fought uh, the Ripper, and um, with both fights with Truox. So is this the um, Chris Eubank Jr. that we wanted in the Super Series but just couldn't? Because yeah. what did he fight? Dorticos? He fought, no, uh, no. George Groves. George Groves, Groves just, just muscled him. Just muscled, muscled him and him, yeah. boxed him at the same time. And Eubanks had no answers for him. This one came forward, didn't, didn't take the foot off the gas, and made it a brawl. James DeGale just had veteran savvy throughout the fight. And I love what I love about Polly in his corner. Polly, he was only there as an advisor, not trainer, but he was still giving him great advice and being Polly calling him out on things. He's like, he, I remember he said, he said, what, what are you doing, James? You can't let you can't let him steal these rounds. He's stealing these rounds at the last 30 seconds. He said, Do you do you do you want to wake up tomorrow and go home crying in tears because this could be your last fight and this is how you're going to lose? Ooh. Right? I was like, Ooh. ouch. And he took a page out of... Uh, Teddy Atlas, Teddy right? Atlas, yeah. the, like, Teddy Atlas. Teddy Atlas. Teddy Atlas, I don't think he gets Give me a glove. You want me to go in there and fight yeah. for you? You want me to go in there and fight for you? I'm like, hey, man. I like how Teddy Atlas was calling out. I, I forgot who the fighter was. Before cell phones were everywhere, he was like, yeah, I got your daughter on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> you want to tell hey. that you're not a champion that you're going to quit? Hey. That's cold, like that. Hey, you know what though? But that just that just comes from a different type of era. Yeah. Like you know, we're in an era now where these kids now everybody receives a ribbon or a trophy. Yeah. For participation. That's horrible. Like, it's like some people, but that just shows how you respond. Like, yeah. I was a fan of Bobby Knight. Like, as far as like who he was as a coach. Like, mm-hmm. I understand being hard nosed and yeah. under, like I understand. It's just it's whether you can take it or not. Well, it's funny too because like, I always thought coaches has been that. That kind of that you know that 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 area where you didn't question what they said, yeah. even no matter what they said to you, no matter how bad it was, or even how much it put your life at risk. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> growing, now, granted, grow, they're not always one hundred percent right. A no, lot of, of the course times not. They're not. But of course. At not. the same time, it's like one of those authority <laughs> figures that. Think about when we were growing up playing sports, having a drink of water while you're practicing versus now. Oh, you cramp up. Hey. Yeah. Don't know. Rinse and spit. You'll cramp up. Don't swallow. That's what it was. Or Everybody could have a drink when we're done. Exactly. That Everybody was the have thing. a drink when we're done. It was like, no, you can't get no water yet. You <laughs> get out here, you finish up until I'm done. I was like, coach, I'm dying. I don't care. I'm like, I've, all right. I've heard coaches say, you're 70% water. You can drink when we're done. It's the desert, coach. It's 100 degrees outside. Why? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's just, that's punishment. But, that's a different era in lifetime versus now I feel like you will one you probably wouldn't coach anymore if that happened no. especially if you were eh, we'll say in a, a suburban school versus a you know a, a uh, 
urban school or whatever because those ones will be a little bit different because you know their roster is compelled of future felons and other things so but that's what we saw with Pauly kind of in there coaching James and Gale. James and Gale just didn't have anything in the tank. Chris Eubank Jr., hungry. This was definitely a grudge match, and Chris Eubank Jr. walked in to prove a point. James and Gale is one of the only fighters, uh, the only British fighter to have a gold medal and world champion in history. We got to witness that, like LeBron and MJ. That's, that's an interesting stat that Kobe, may not get brought up enough. Never sleep yeah. on Kobe. Yeah. On, my man should have said it the most. Never sleep on Colby. And I still believe in their prime on a one-on-one matchup. Kobe beats LeBron. Just because LeBron's a little softer than Kobe. Kobe's a killer. Assassin. The Black Mamba. One of the best nicknames in basketball, I think. Self-proclaimed, too. Self-proclaimed. Look at that right there. A little knockdown. That nice one. Hook. Nice. Not even hurt. Caught off balance. Ike. Soul brother Ike Corte. But Chris Eubank Jr. at 168 pounds here. What's next for him? I don't see him beating Caleb Plant. I could see him fight maybe an Anthony Durrell. But 168 is becoming a division like the cruiserweight division. It's, it's, it's kind of a passing-through division. Does that make sense? Yeah, understandable. You think so? You don't think Canelo's going to have more fights in there? I mean, you still got a lot of other dogs, even though— uh... Well, I think all the money fights for him is either—to uh, be real, all the, all the money fights for him are at 160 or 175. He could fight 175. His height might hurt him, but he's, he's got the frame and size for it. Um, there's already uh, mentions of uh, him wanting to fight Kovalev at 175. Who? Canelo. Ooh. This is a great fight, bro. Um, but Canelo, Canelo is the one who mentioned that too. Don't look past Daniel Jacobs, all right? No, not at all. That's we'll actually get, we'll get, we'll get. that's actually next on the list, by oh, the way. Whoa. So we're gonna get right into that. But Chris Eubank Jr. at 168, I want to see him fight. Oof. Is he sacrificial lamb at this point for up-and-coming fighters? Chris Eubank Jr.? Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't know. think you could market him enough to where you could sit at home and, and just feed him fighters and make money off him because he, does, he doesn't seem to want that type of career. I mean, he was great in the Super Series, the World Boxing Super Series. Yeah, until he ran into George Groves. But exactly. I, I don't see any other big names out there because even for Caleb Plant, who's a house favorite here, he's going to have to start eyeing 175 sooner than later probably. Let's go to the let's go to that division real quick and then we'll move on. Yeah, I'm I'm here already. One sixty eight. Who's the champs? We got. We got so Anthony Durrell. We got Callum Smith, Caleb Plant, Caleb and then. Smith. Uh, and then who's uh, this fighter? Vac- two vacant belts at one sixty eight. One, one, one. This is at Anthony Durrell. Oh yeah, you just got that one. So one vacant belt, WBO. I hate seeing vacant belts. I hate seeing vacant belts, but if they're vacant because someone retired, that's understandable. And that's the only time still it should got be Jesse, accepted. Just, still got Jesse Hart in there. Mm. Peter Quillen. Mm. Um, Peter Quillen got a fight coming up. Uh, uh, Rocky Fielding still. I mean. He's ranked. He's up there. Yeah. But I, I, he he might have uh, hurt his own career with that Canelo fight because his weakness is obviously their body punches. But Chris Eubank Jr. It's also Canelo, though, who was perfect Ooh. height for those body punches. Jesse so. Hart, Chris Eubank Jr. That's a great fight. That's a great matchup right there. Good exposure for Jesse Hart if he could make that fight happen. Don't know if um, – I think he's a top – I'm not even 100% who his promoter is. I want to say top rank. But I'm not sure if that's a fight that could happen because we don't we haven't seen too many fights happen between um, Eddie Hearn and top rank. But we'll see what happens next because we do have a signing in top rank with Tyson Fury. Talk about free agency moves right there. So we're about to talk about that. Chris Eubank Jr., I want to see what's, what's up next for him. Now, next we have Canelo Jacobs on there just because 
I want to talk about the rehydration clause at 170 pounds. Now, this is either good or bad for Canelo because this is a guy I don't – he ballooned past 170. I, I believe so. I'm no dietitian or nutritionist by any means. Yeah, I don't think it's for Canelo. I think it's for Daniel Jacobs. I don't want Daniel Jacobs being bigger. Right? Daniel Jacobs is already naturally bigger, and especially just the same way he did the Triple G fight. The only thing I could see in favor with Canelo in that decision in the contract is the fact that he's still in his 20s. That is not a decision a 30-year-old man lets happen in a fight as far as if you are the one controlling the negotiations. Does that make sense? Say it again. So, a man, when you're in your 20s, you're invincible. Yeah. And you don't learn until your 30s that your 30s is your actual prime. Does that make sense? It depends. Actually going through this EMT class, your prime years end at 25. Really? Yeah. When your car insurance goes down? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to disagree with that. Understandable. I'm in the best shape I've ever been in my life, but at the same time, it's it's taking me a long time to recover. That's funny. I was pulling more side pieces when I started losing teeth than when I had them. Hey, real talk. Maybe that's just Mr. Personality coming out. But Canelo and Jacobs, this is going to be a struggle for both to to manage their weight, and it could make for a great fight because they're going to train smart and not overtrain and not overdo it and make sure you don't eat crazy after the weigh-in. So we'll see how this pans out. This is a great fight, and I can't wait for it to happen, and we talk more about it just because I've seen the face-offs, and I see that the, the height advantage Jacobs Daniel, has. Daniel and Jacobs, man, is going to be a real dog in this fight, and he knows who he's fighting, too. He said he said he thought Canelo lost to Triple both, G both, both times, times, and he said both he times. beat Triple G, so I'm, I'm actually excited for this. I thought he beat Isn't Triple G. You know? If he didn't have that knockdown in there, he probably would have got a draw. I don't think he would have got the win because of the the, 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 the circumstances at hand yeah. there. But I think he definitely would have got a draw, which would have been made this fight even more interesting. And I'm so glad to see this happen. Um, now, Triple G, it's rumored that he's probably going to announce a, a, a multi-fight deal with the zone. That's, that's good on his part. The zone seems to be the best thing in boxing right now as far as... Uh, but I'm a little upset about it because I thought the zone would help bring down pay-per-view prices. How does prices go up after Mayweather retires? This is ridiculous. I, I, unacceptable. The market isn't there for it. But now you're just solely taking advantage of boxing fans. right? Or, or guys like me who encourage everybody else to be boxing fans. Because if I was going to be out of town for St. Patrick's Day weekend, this whole time I would be trying to talk one of my friends into buying this Mikey Garcia fight. That's all I would be doing. That'd be my sole goal. If not, it'd be me and you watching it on tablet again. So no, we're we're gonna. Well, I don't have. A, I just cut my cable off because I don't get a chance to watch it. But one way or another, we're going to watch that fight. Okay, you guys still have internet though, right? Got to have yeah, internet. Got to have course. internet. What's the most important reason to keep the internet? Poor. Good. Good answer. It was a test. You pass. No. Test and you pass. Yeah. If they took all the porn off the internet, there'd be one website left. Bring back the porn. <laughs> It's another great Dave, Dave Chappelle joke there. Now, so we'll see what's going to happen with that matchup there. Now, we got another fight announced, which is a great matchup. Uh, Miguel Burchelt and Francisco Vargas 2, May 11th. Okay. That's a good fight coming up. It's good, good brawl. Says says action-packed. Did Bur- Burchelt win that first one? Yes, he did. Okay. That's where he got his first belt. Um, also, there's some things on the internet there I saw. De La Hoya made a comment, and he wanted... Mayweather to stop trolling Ryan Garcia. Did you see that? 
Yeah. So Ryan. Because uh, they were talking about it was between Ryan Garcia and Javante Davis. Javante Davis, which is a fight that this is that's a fight that needs to happen sooner than later because I could see either either one of those guys getting in a position uh, coming across somebody that could ruin that matchup. But it still might be too young to happen. But all, and all, I don't know if Mayweather was really trolling or not, but all he said was like, hey, you got to beat someone like this in my stable, who I've never heard of. Not even going to mention his name right now because of that, before you could fight it, Tank Davis. Now, Tank obviously has the experience side on this Ryan Garcia matchup. And if I was Mayweather, I would try to make that fight sooner than later for sure because yep. Ryan Garcia is only going to get better. Exactly. Oh, another thing, Ryan Garcia. The, the king... I'm not sure if you you should be self-proclaimed king. I don't really want to call you King Garcia. And this will be the last time I actually say it. But when you dance in front of a camera shirtless, regardless of the social media, it's gay. Especially with the dances you did, right? Has anybody seen a guy dancing on stage without a shirt, regardless of how I looked, and did not think he wasn't gay? Genuine. Yeah, that's right. He's in the music industry. Guaranteed there's okay. gay stuff out there. Is that, is that what we're talking about? Yeah. yeah. Definitely gay stuff out there. Un, unpublished or whatever, but uh, still torn my pony. Great song to bone to. Still torn it, and I'll give him props. Give him props on that one, because that, that was a pretty brother right there, right? DC. Pretty, pretty brother right there. DC be generating some great artists, but don't get like the recognition for generating them. It's weird. It's, um, it's one of those things, like, unless you're in that, like, it's just like, um, how living out here, mm-hmm. everybody knows all the hoopers from out here. Gotcha. Back in DMV, everybody knows. Everybody I would. That's, gonna be that's one here. of those things I would like to go on the East Coast for is to learn all the the rappers we never hear about because I can tell you all these underground rappers on the West Coast, but as far as I know, I, I only know names out of there. So uh, we'll like see what Dak happens. Trail. There's a whole bunch of rare essence, man. There's a whole bunch of it. Like DC is a different type. Yeah. DC is a different type. <laughs> when I saw that thing on Ryan Garcia, I I retweeted and just put still gay, still gay. I don't care. Still gay. It doesn't mean you're a homosexual, but it's gay. I'm not trying to knock on LGBTQSM, but still gay. Still gay. That's what it is. We got to we gotta take that back. We got to take that back. I don't know. Like, like poor twinkies. We got to take it back. <laughs> Clerks 2. It was a movie quote. Yeah. Before you shun me on the web. I'm, it's not a hate crime because I'm not 100% white. That's the rules. Move, I didn't on, make move on. Move Mayweather on. trolling Garcia. Make if you want Tank to fight Garcia, make it happen now because Garcia is only going to get better. We talked about Triple G signing with the zone. Now I have a great question for you that I don't know if I want an answer right now. We may. This is kind of a tease until episode one thirty six. That's how far ahead I'm trying to plan these shows. Okay. But if Mikey Garcia beats Errol Spence, where does his pound for pound ranking go? Shoots up. Right? Do we, do Definitely we, shoots up, but we'll debate before the fight where he should be ranked. Because one of the things I do like that we brought up this at the beginning of this year when we did our pound for pound debate is do we have that list still? Um, we have the list. We have the list. I have it. I have it here, oh. um, and I can look it up if we need to. But I like being able to look at these fighters and decide where these rankings are gonna go afterwards, right? Because if Canelo and Jacobs, because we didn't even have Jacobs in the top ten, no. if he beats Canelo. We're putting him in top five, probably. I don't know if I would shoot him up that high, but the top ten is definitely, 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 definitely in this, right definitely, definitely in there for sure. You know? But if Mike Garcia could beat Errol Spence, 
Where did we have? Oh, now I gotta look it up. Where yeah, do we have exactly. Mike Garcia? Because we yeah. had Mike Garcia in the top ten yeah. of the pound for pound list. I think, we, I think we had him probably around like. We had what? Canelo one, Terence like Crawford two. Uh, number three was Usyk. Uh, then we had him at. Uh, we had Spence at five, so we had Mike Garcia at number six or seven, right? It had to be. So here, bring it up. Okay, for pound record. Looking it up. Looking it up. It's gonna be archived. Oh, shit. Why wouldn't you have this? Well, I because I was just trying to tease the question. But just like just like it when a girl teases me, we're gonna finish this conversation. <laughs> we're gonna finish this conversation. Let's <laughs> you can look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make you do anything you don't wanna do. I might make you want to, that's for sure. That's 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 where my career is always kinda Led. I love him, but um, the joking family guy was like, it's kind of like having sex with Cobra. You may not want it. It's, it's going to happen. happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's funny. I, made a, I'm, I posted a joke in this, uh, on, on Facebook in this uh, Italians, hardcore Italians group I'm in. And there was a, the joke is, what do you say to an Italian in a three-piece suit? Will the defendant please rise? People are still commenting on this. One of the guys was like, uh, you know, he's like, I heard this joke with different ethnicity. I'm like, well... Today's term, this is like today's blonde, all blonde jokes used to be Polish jokes, and they just got changed. You know what I'm saying? Almost every blonde joke used to be Polish jokes. Same thing with that one, and I was surprised on it. All right, um, we had Mikey Garcia. Oh man, I can't find it. I believe we had him at number six. No, did we? Oh yeah, no, we had him at either six or seven because Triple G would have been six or seven. I, and I don't remember who we had ahead of who. But if he if he's that deep on our pound for pound ranking list, this is gonna that would put him possibly in the top three. Undefeated, good resume, beat the unbeatable opponent like Canelo did to Triple G. So that's an interesting matchup, and we'll see what happens. You can't write him off, but we're two weeks away from that fight, so that's gonna be a great fight to watch. Now, this weekend we got some fights. Oh, Maurice Hooker returns March 9th. Greatest rapper alive died on March 9th. God bless his soul. Rest in peace, kid. And it's because of him. As no one be fizz. Now, Maurice Hooker Sorry. is another one. Mighty Mo. Last two fights. Didn't even fight in his own hometown. Won the belt in England. Defended it. What did I say about in Oklahoma? Home field advantage. Only matters, Only in, matters football. in football. Only matters in football. That's right. Go over there and take that. We've seen this on many different occasions. Many occasions. So. Mo Hooker, this is another guy who I can doesn't who's on a hot streak, and I don't see he's who fighting. He beat, who did he beat in his last fight for the title? Uh, Alex Cicito. Cicito. in in his hometown in Oklahoma. And that was the first time we've seen Mighty Mo Hooker look as good as he did. So like we don't even know how good he can be, right? Because when when he won the title in England, he fought smart. Yeah. He took it to Alex Cicito. Sure did. Box and brawled him in his hometown. Sure did. Hometown. We haven't heard or seen Cecito since. He's probably still emotionally wrecked off of this. He, just based off of his heritage alone and in there, well, he's most likely Mexican-born, so his current hometown of Oklahoma. <coughs> so we'll see what happens there. And for Maurice Hooker, if he continues to me, if he, if he gets another couple big wins, and if they get some names, he's going to be well in the top 20 of pound-for-pound rankings. And this is a guy who's tall and lanky, I'm not sure if he has the frame to go up in bigger weights. What, what's he fight at, real quick? Uh, Mighty Mo Hooker. Yeah. I want to. My off top of head, I'm saying 130, 
Nope, not a one to do the title. That's 130 right there. I, I is fightnews.com disrespecting Maurice Hooker? Nah, here, I'll look it up. He's got to be at 140 then. Because he's a tall dude. He's got the tall, lanky arms. The only thing bad when you got lanky arms in, in, in boxing is when you defend, it looks horrible. It always looks worse than it really is. You look like the, the you know, the, the, what weight's busy? 140. 140, okay. All right. So I was, I was off. I was wrong, then right. There we go. Yep. I like my decision of women usually. Um, so we'll see what happens. At 140, Maurice Hooker. You need to get you need to get two big wins at 140, then you become a threat at 147. If you could be like a Regis Progress, Ivan Barinchek, no specific order, Career Relic, I wouldn't be too impressed because I think skill wise, Maurice is just the be the better skilled fighter. Um, but if you could be a guy like Progress who hits hard, yeah. Ivan Barinchek who's got a deep amateur pedigree, you know what I'm saying? If you could beat those two. One four, you put the 147 pound division on notice real I really, fast. I really don't see anybody beating Regis Progress at 140. That I, dude's a dog. Man. I think Maurice Hooker's the only one that give him, give him a tough fight. If he, if he, give him if a he tough fight. If he there. boxes and oh. he stays on the outside. And then we also got Jose Ramirez, too. Very true. So those are, if you could beat Jose Ramirez one and, and Progress, 147 is on notice. Like, everybody's eyes are raised and nobody's going to want to fight you, just like Terrence Crawford. So. We'll see. How are we doing on time? We good? Yeah, we're good. We probably should be good. It's, it's an early Saturday morning. Make sure you hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash Square Circle 101. Or hit us up on Twitter at Talking Smack 101. And don't forget Instagram at Square Circle 101. And that Square Circle app, you know it's there. Share your friends. Tell, tell everybody about it. Check it out. Now, we got a couple fights to pick this weekend. Only two fights, really. Luis Ortiz returns to the ring. Against Christian Hammer, I still I, think he got a lot of fight left in him, and I, I still think he's hungry. So, I, now, he's I a, he's a young thirty six kind of as far as professional. And it's not like he takes the actual beating in his fights, and like he's out there brawling. He's a Cuban fighter, yeah. so he's gonna box exactly. And and he jumped in that Wilder fight possibly too soon, but at the right time for nah, him. And that's the only soon. damage we've ever seen. Not too soon. If that was for the title, if that was if they fought for a Vanka title, Luis Ortiz would be the champion. I can see that. If they fought for a vacant title, but because Deontay Wilder was the champion, they gave him time to recover. So, not saying it's fair, but I'm saying this is what happens. So they give a chance. They gave the champ a chance to fight back. So that's true. Yeah, because they probably would have stopped it in that seventh round exactly. when he was hurt exactly. and holding on and not fighting back because he was he was holding like they were slow dancing. Yeah. You know who slow dances anymore? You know. Yeah. So you uh, get the girls, man. Now, while we're on that heavyweight division, real quick, before we make our picks with this, I'm not familiar with Christian Hammer, but we did. I, I, we forgot to go back to the Tyson Fury signing with Top Ranked. Um, he was on uh, Max Unboxing, um, interviewed with him, and Tyson Fury, Max Kellerman is one of these guys where, if we can get him to say it, it's almost official, pretty much, just because of his boxing knowledge, right? And he considers Tyson Fury the lineal champ. Um, he even told that to. Anthony Joshua on his own first take, and Anthony Joshua tried to defend himself, but Max Kellerman knows boxing well enough to where he can he 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 has a a, a smarter position on it. And with the Lino champion, the interview he asked Tyson Fury about it, and Tyson Fury signed with Top Rank, saying, "I'm the Lino champ. Deontay Wilder didn't beat me. So, you know, it, he didn't even he ever... didn't, regardless about the the controversial outcome. He said he didn't beat me." And now, if you want to fight me, you have to come to me. Do you have you ever heard of a, the man named Greg Stock? 
No. Of course not, because it's my eighth grade football coach. Oh. Greg's Mr. Stock. Yeah, if we would have heard about him, it would have been a, it would have been a headline. <laughs> Mr. Stock always used to say something, and I'll never forget it. To be the man, you, you have to beat the man. You gotta beat the man. That's right. This right. first time I ever heard that, mm-hmm. and it remains true. Mm-hmm. I understand what the belts hold, and I'm not even a Tyson Fury fan, but I love the Gypsy if King. I, uh, the Gypsy King is great for boxing. Great for he's boxing. Great for boxing. And he's in great hey, shape right now too. What he's saying is, the man that you beat for your title did not win the title for me. I got beat by cocaine. <laughs> I'm gonna I reference a co- great historical moment: Tommy Gunn and Rocky Balboa. Hey. Before they fought in the street, they were telling, "Like you're a paper champion. You never actually beat Balboa. Yeah. Never actually beat him." And this is the same thing that Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua are going to get until you beat Tyson Fury. Even if he loses to somebody else. Uh-huh. You didn't beat Tyson Fury. You didn't get the belts from him. Now, personally, I think Tyson Fury, based on his last performance with Wilder, I think he runs the table on both these fighters, personally. But I'll make that decision, and we can debate that when the fights are made. But for him to sit there and call it on national, um, national American televised TV, and you know they saw it in England also, now, to Max say, you got to come to me. You know, Max looks like the type of guy who's been around a lot of black people. So he could be instigating. He got a hip-hop single, bro. Yeah. That so wouldn't could, have happened if he didn't listen, have black friends. Like my boy AC, the best person in the world at instigating. He could just be instigating to make that happen. Like, man, look, you can't even beat old boy. Look, we do that. Hey, like my older brother, back when I was playing, easily he knew I was the best in the family. Yeah, yeah. But he would still be like, man, what are you talking about? You can't handle tech. It is just like, you know this, and it would get under my skin. So bad because it would be you're going to make me dunk on his foot right now. For real, man. It was just like, look, oh, it, you know, the spirit of the competition comes out when you get under somebody's skin. So it's just like, it's like one of those things. Two words for cultural appropriation. Instigating and stingy. Soul words. Those are words that used properly always by brothers and sisters. You have to have soul if you are not a brother or sister to use that word. Both yeah. those words. Because I've heard like white girls say it stingy. I'm like, you don't say it right, for one. <laughs> Probably can't spell it even though there's no proper spelling for it. I'm 35 years old yeah. and I still got to work on being stingy because I mean... <laughs> I am, and it's terrible. I noticed it too. I'm like, man, I don't like, I don't like sharing. Yeah. Like, hey, oh, it was at work yesterday, and uh, my homeboy did have lunch. But you know, if I got a dollar, you got a dollar. And I was like, man, you want, you want half of this pizza? He's like, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it to him, but I was like, I'm hungry too. But hey, if my, I got my, a dollar, you got. My parents a dollar, raised baby. me better than that. Hey, real talk though, so I'm, I'm like, the same way too. It's like, ah, oh, man. As I, I, we, we, I was offering out a courtesy. <laughs> we were at uh, the the the. The faux restaurant last night, and it was there's like two faux restaurants in Puyallup, and we were at the more popular, we were at the better one, and it was there was no places to sit, so like you came in and you were you were eating to go even if you planned to eat there, yeah. and it was this pretty pretty good looking white girl there, and and I'm me being the gentleman and I am I'm like asking my girl like should we even offer should we just offer her a seat because we're right there by the door we're we're sitting next to each other because you know I can't have the back to the door. And she was like, no, she's probably going to think you're weird. What if her boyfriend's there? I'm like, ain't nobody going to fight me for offering her a seat. And, of course, I, I still was like, hey, you can, you can take the chair if you like. And she decided not to. And, and I was like, declined. good. And I was yeah. like, good, because last thing I want is this girl to sit down with us. Because yeah. she might not be smart enough to pull the chair by the door and sit away. You know? And then I have to either try to make a threesome happen. 
at that point or get ready to fuse whatever situation is going to happen with my female why did you ask her to sit well I offered my face and she said no <laughs> that would have to be my answer to defuse the situation right clear clear the seats clear the seat but that's that's the best example of being polite with that one where I forgot where, where were we now we're, we went, I went off on one of these tangents it's okay now let's get back to the fight at hand Luis Ortiz and Christian Hammer I thought it said I saw Hammer and instantly thought of Christine Hammer and Clarissa Shields Oh, shield and hammer. That, it, it writes itself. Uh, but Luis Ortiz, this is a this is a get back fight against probably a. Where's Christian no, Hammer? It's not even a get back fight because remember he did have that fight where he knocked old boy out uh, like within uh, sight of four rounds. Right. Wh- like what's that. Christian Hammer ranked at? Because this is I'm not familiar with him at all. I, I hear Hammer. Familiar, but I don't remember. I hear Hammer. First thought, baggy pants, Oakland. Second thought, Christina Hammer. And that's pretty much it. And then you know, so third would be ever, Thor. Did you ever hear the story about how uh, MC Hammer checked Redman? Yes. Oh yeah. Dude, from hey, from Redman. Hey, MC Hammer's Oakland he's man. Gangster. Like he's like he's gangster. real gangster. He's like, look, he's like, I ain't get punked, but hey, and it's Hammer funny. Let you know because I remember when uh, what he had. Uh, oh, this is the last round. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but MC Hammer went in the the Headhunter album. Wasn't dancing. He had the song "Pumps in a Bump." We yeah. rocked the speedos, but this is the the funky headhunter was the name of the album, and he had like the vest and some boots on. It looked looked kind of thug, but this is pre-internet. Um, this is before everybody knew the word on the street was Christian Hammer. This dude's gay. Like we got a loss to Alexander Povotkin. Uh, got a loss to Tyson Fury. Okay, so he has seen he's seen some some names. He's seen some. Fighters at this class, so we'll see. This is this is a definitely this is definitely a fight for Luis Ortiz just to fight somebody who's probably ranked in the top ten. I assume. No, we'll see. But Luis Ortiz, after you get a win with Christian Hammer, there's other names out there that you should only fight next. No more fights like this unless this is all that's on the table. But Dylan White, Big Baby Miller, whether he wins or loses, Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury. Understandable. I could see him fighting Tyson Fury next, actually. If the Wilder Fury fight doesn't happen, that might be the next matchup right there. I can see that because PBC will make a fight with top rank when they're not the A side. Because now you're trying to get rounds, you're trying to get your fighter out there or give him the opportunity. And I can see Luis Ortiz and Tyson Fury fighting, which would be a crazy fight as far as for boxing and styles. May not be the action packed fight you want. Actually, I think it will be. And I honestly think that. Luis Ortiz will give Tyson Fury major problems. Major problems. So, but we both, can't. They both can't, have high boxing IQ. High boxing intelligence. High boxing intelligence, right there. <laughs> Only in boxing where you can have a high intelligence in in something, but still sound dumbest stuff when you talk, yeah. right? Yeah. Still stupid as hell. Right? Hey, some people. Some people is just like um, just like one uh, one of my favorite movies, uh, Good Will Hunting. When he's like, hey, yeah. he's like when you know Mozart when he looks at a piano, he just gets it. He's like, when I look at metal, just boxing some people just get it Quincy Jones some people just get it right like everybody like when they talk about Mayweather how he couldn't read or he was making fun of his thing one of the highest ring IQs of not all time <laughs> yeah. in the ring like if Mayweather came out like yeah I never learned to read everybody like okay that's fine yeah. we move on yeah. move on that's fine you didn't need to learn how to read you know numbers right you can read numbers that's fine yeah that's all you needed and you know how to negotiate and, and got the money now like what's that say that's crazy money, right? Read that for me out loud. And you better not stutter. That's what I'm talking about. Well, Luis Ortiz, if, once he gets past Christian Hammer, 
Well, you know, last time we wrote the last two couple people off. If he beats Christian Hammer, I want to see him fight Tyson Fury next. I think that'd be a great matchup. Or Dylan White. One of those two guys I think he should face next. Just because I think that would be a great one. Heavyweight really good. Like, I'm just really happy about all these different matchups. As long as they get done. I'm glad that the heavyweight division itself has been able to get a spark back in boxing. That we, I don't want to take full credit for, but I'm going to say we did help keep the spark alive because every time that boxing's dead discussion comes up it gets shut down not even by us so we'll see and when the heavyweight division is popping boxing is always at its best yes. now Eris Landy Laura comes back against Brian Castano I'm pretty sure Brian Castano used to be an R&B singer sounds like one Eris Landy Laura this is your comeback fight since his loss to Jared Hurt I believe Eris Landy Laura. Have you seen him since then? So, you know what Eris Landy's Laura issue is? This was a man who sacrificed everything to come to the U.S. and defect. Left his family. You know, I've always never been a fan of the fact that he doesn't speak English. But also, I may not know enough yep. because Canelo, we're starting to see him speak some English in commercials. Canelo understands English, chooses not to speak it because he doesn't like the way he sounds. And I can respect that, right? You don't have to be like Lomachenko or or even Triple G or, or, or Juan Manuel Marquez or Miguel Cotto where you know, you're know you forcing yourself to do it on these public occasions after a win especially. Even though everybody knows you're not dumb if you don't know the language, no matter what, period. Because we know you don't know language. But Ayers Landy Lore is this guy where he sacrificed all this, but he's too emotionally weak. He lets these losses defeat him. Like... What he lost to Loss, Paul, Paul Williams. Hurt. Losses hurt, man. They take a lot. They out hurt. They and hurt. Especially, and especially it's the loss to Paul Williams was a robbery. Mm-hmm. The loss to Canelo. Jared Swift hurt. Okay, we'll go in order. Okay, Canelo. so the loss to Canelo. Hey, understand? I thought he lost personally. I thought, he, so I thought he lost. It was yeah, honestly that could have went either way. Did, I, I'm giving Canelo because he forced the action. I would give him that, mm-hmm. but um, the re- I, the reason why I thought he lost to Canelo was because this was Canelo's first fight after Mayweather. And Mayweather beat Canelo convincingly because every time Canelo missed, he made him pay for it. Yeah. Every time Eris Landy Laura made him miss, he kept jogging, stayed on the yeah. back foot, didn't make him pay for it. So, to me, yeah. automatically, you ain't getting it. And then, um, and then his loss to Jared Swift hurt, which we both had him winning until the until knock- the knockdown. knockdown. And this is one of those ones where Eris Landy Laura, I think, with that loss to Jared Hurd, he's a little emotionally distraught. Doesn't know he's starting to second guess himself. I think, with because it's been almost a year since he fought. And that's not good for a fighter at all, especially with that skill level, because I don't think he's going to be able to beat anybody else that's of name at this point. I think he's pretty much not done, not damaged goods. He can still win. I might have to disagree with you on that. I think he can still, with his boxing IQ, he can beat almost anybody. He can. He, oh, yeah. Depends. He's got skills for it. Just it just depends. He's got he skills be, for it. He can beat Tony Harrison. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I don't think he will get that fight, though. I think Jared Hurd's going to get that fight. So we'll see what happens with Eris Landy Laura because definitely on paper, and just for what we know off the eye test, some of the best boxing skills and knowledge that I've seen my entire lifetime of boxing. But the formula is there to beat him. There was no formula with Mayweather. You know what I'm saying? His dad gave everybody the formula. Nobody had the patience to do it. The formula with Eris Landy Laura is there. You pressure. If you, if you can take the punch... And you cut off the ring and stay on top of him, you can beat him. It's possible. And that's the only reason why Jared Hurd won. He took the same formula that uh, Angulo <coughs> did when he had this great five rounds with, with Aris Landy Laura. It was one of the best five rounds I've seen. And he stayed on, he kept his foot on the gas, knocked him down in the last round to get the win. 
So the formula is there to be Arslan Laura. Now, actually following the recipe of the formula is different than obviously us just talking about it, right? Yes. Because they, you know, if they tell me, you know, go get in there, I could, you could beat them. You just got to keep coming forward and taking punches to beat them. A lot easier said than done. How many punches do I have to take? <laughs> Probably a lot. If it blasts copy box, he throws about 300 around. So yeah, it's, if half of them land, just it's going to hurt. But 300 around. Okay, that might be an exaggeration. 100 punches around there. And that's if you're really a high volume puncher. So we'll see what happens next with Erislandy Laura. If he, assuming that he gets this win at 154, who does he fight next? I know who I know who he should fight and who the matchup should be. I have no idea. Well, if if the myth, the man, the legend of Al Heyman is listening, which he probably is because he has eyes and ears everywhere. You know, he's he's not a real person. We, I think we've established this. Of course. Um, he puts him in there with Jamel Charlo, two wounded animals. You know. Who's experienced controversial losses? You know, I still don't understand how people can debate Tony Harrison won. I, I, I don't know. I'm going for a rematch after that. For Tony Harrison and Jamel Trial, I'm surprised they're not. Well, I think they lost that one in the negotiations because they didn't have a rematch clause. Assuming Tony Harrison just had no shot of winning, so Tony Harrison doesn't have to match fight him. He'd sit back in his hometown and be like, "Yeah, you got to come here. Maybe I might, I might, I might opt to take a voluntary defense against." Some dude in, uh, you know, some uh, Tijuana cab driver. Who knows? Who knows? So we'll see what happens next. But I think him and Jamel Charlo would be a great, should be a passing of the torch. But I think that would be a great fight if Jamel Charlo could win, put him in a good negotiation, both of them in a good negotiating point to get that fight with Jared Hurt. I'm down with that. I think that's a great matchup. Erislaine DeLauro, I think, will definitely beat Brian Castano. If he doesn't, might be time to consider moving back to Cuba. I'm pretty sure they'll take you back with open arms. Especially since uh, amateur boxing in the Olympics could be on, you know, it may not happen. I would be so disappointed in the Olympics itself if that doesn't happen. Because I think the Olympics is the only thing where you can, that's the only thing out there where you can prove that you have the number one person in the world. That's what makes the competition great. Tournament style, everything. That's right. That's right. And I would be surprised. I've always said in 20, 30 years, MMA may become an Olympic sport. Gross. It's possible. Gross. Gross. <laughs> like gay porn. Gross. <laughs> Gross. Eris <laughs> Lady Laura, hopefully you can get a convincing win on there and line yourself up for a good matchup against someone like Jamel Charlo or a rematch with Jared Hurd because time is against us all, baby. It is Father Time is undefeated with, I don't know, still got one draw against Bernard Hopkins. One draw, Mayweather. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, right? If Mayweather, oh, um, Pacquiao says uh, negotiations with him and talks. Are currently I don't want to hear it I don't want to hear it either because this is a fight that's oh, now it's going to be officially what 10 years too late from the first one Gross. that's horrible it, at this point they should both if they fight they should both come in out of shape have them co- comedically big boxing gloves uh, Roberto Duran and Gray uh, Leonard <laughs> the third the fight the third fight yeah this is just a money grab right at this point and then they should fight somewhere obscure like uh, China I think it should be a bare knuckle fight if it happens. Mm. If if you're gonna make me pay, I want to see I want to see a bare knuckle fight. I think Mayweather loses that one at that point yeah. because he's not a he's a prize fighter. Yeah. You don't fight a prize. You're a prize fighter. He's a street fighter. You don't yeah. fight this man on the street. What's yeah. wrong with you? Exactly. You're a prize fighter. That's right, Tommy. We, we will negotiate. You fight this man in the ring, yes. Tommy Gunn. You don't fight this man on the street. He's a street fighter. Reverend Sultan. <laughs> he's a. <laughs> 
I remember that the, the best scene in there with that moment was uh, hey Rock you need any help no this ain't no pie contest yeah. <laughs> to the big fat guys over there playing pinball <laughs> that's hilarious great scene oh last Rambo movie announced for this September we know he said that he's no longer doing Rocky this could be Sylvester Stallone's last role as a starring role in a movie he needs to be handing off. He needs to have a son in John Rambo to say your dad was a veteran hero. He needs to, that's what he needs. pass all if you're gonna do any more of these movies, pass the torch to a young cat and just continue the franchise. I well I think if your son passes away in real life, you just let the franchise die with it. That's all I can say. Okay. That's all I'm gonna say. This just has to be what it is. And uh, his goal is to keep his his daughters off of film. And we know what kind of film I'm talking about, right? Have you seen Sly Stallone's daughters? No. We should probably Google that right now, just because we're gonna get an audio reaction of Shooter. Look it up, Sylvester Stallone's daughters. Now, this is Stallone. He is Italian. Every Italian is connected one way or another. Whether you know it or not, Italian dude, you are connected to somebody. If we go through your family tree, we will find organized crime. That's just what it is. When Italians immigrants became immigrants here in the United States. Are you looking up Stallone's daughters? Uh, hold on. There's an S on there. Uh, hold on. Yeah, he's a... Yeah, Sylvester Stallone's daughter. Sly Stallone. Talk about a rapper name right there. Not bad at all. Not, Not bad, bad at, at all. all, right? <laughs> That's probably without makeup right there. It's just like Eminem being smart. You can have social media when you're 25. <laughs> and, you know, that's it. So... Stallone, rest in peace to your son Sage, of course, who was in Rocky Five, by the way, only acting role. But you did good on this part here, and Rambo's coming out. I loved the the franchise. It was it was up. It was one of the things where that decided this is what created movies for guys who like movies was that right there, Rambo. Just like the sport of boxing, wrestling, and any kind of combat, this was intentionally made for men and lesbians. So. You know, shortly joined on once they were accepted in society. That's what I'm talking about. Make sure you hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash Squared Circle 101 and download that Squared Circle app. It's available at Google Play and iOS. We got countdowns coming up with more exciting fights in the future. Shooter's going through the Academy of the Fire Department. Official EMT. He's got a tattooed on his knuckles. DMV on the other hand. That's just what it is. And, and when I say DMV, I don't mean he's one of the people working there trying to make your time worse. He's actually from the DMV. Home of Mumbo Sauce. Two people got that. <laughs> and one of them sit next to me. The other one's in Ashburn. Whoever you are, continually listen. My man. My man. Man, I'm not. <laughs>